Welcome, everyone, to Breaking Big Blue. I'm your host, Jordan Ron on ESPN, ESPN.com, Giants reporter. And we're here with another summer series episode. And this time, we're going to go a little even more outside the box. We're going to bring in Eric Kennedy. He is, I believe, the uh, how do you how do you describe yourself, Eric? The owner of, of BBI, Big Blue Interactive, a, a pretty popular Giants uh, fan site. Yeah, owner, senior editor. Um, I get called worse, so <laughs> any any of the above. So well, we'll get to that in a minute. There's a name calling <laughs> definitely is out there, but uh, you know, let me tell you. So, give you a little bit of background on BBI. So I, I I come and I start covering the Giants ninth. Uh, 2013, and I really don't know much about BBI, and uh, I'm st- starting covering the team, and and I look around the room in, in the in the media room, and every once in a while I see this you know BBI on people's screens, and I'm like, okay, what is this? So, you know, see, and I did notice at the time that some of the writers there were definitely looking to see what was going on in the Giants universe, and they would use BBI. So I think that was a Pretty indicative of, of the of the stature that I think the website held and still does today to, to some degree. And Eric is the guy behind it. So we uh, we've met before, I believe, right? Did, did yes, we, not, we met at the uh, you had an award, right? And then I think we after afterwards we hit the bar. So. Shannon <laughs> yeah. Shannon Rose, that's what it was. <laughs> yeah, Shannon Rose in, in Clifton, I believe. Uh, you had a after after a training camp one day. There was a whole bunch of BBI members there, and you realize that the the you know some of the guys that are behind the names on the message board and 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 the big users there. So, give us a little explanation of where BBI kind of stands in your mind in the Giants, you know, fan verse, and how it kind of got started. Yeah, that's a complicated question. Long story, but I'll try to keep it, try to keep it brief. Um, we got time here, started. plenty of time. Yeah. Summer, man. There's no football. There's, not There's no football. There's nothing going on right <laughs> now. Yeah. Um, it started back, believe it or not, back in 1995. I was in the D.C. area. Um, I had been out of school a few years, and I was working in D.C. And um, this isn't a time. This is a time way before Twitter. So I think when did Twitter start? Like 2012, 12, 12, somewhere around, maybe, maybe 11, I think. Yeah. Somewhere in that time period. So way before Instagram, way before all the, you know, TikTok, all that stuff. So there, there, the the internet still kind of roughly in in its infancy in terms of, you know, you started seeing online dating coming on for the first time, things like that, 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 that gives you a timeframe of when this started. So, um, our office, the office I was working in was was deciding to move away from you just using the fax machine and wanted to start using the Internet more. So they picked the new guy in the office, which was me, to start learning about HTML and how to use the Internet. Now, people on BBI will know that I am the worst guy to pick, but because I was the young guy in the office, they assumed <laughs> that I was the most tech savvy, savvy person there. Um, and so it's. it's I was basically kind of at one point sort of self-teaching myself. And in order to just experiment, I decided to start a Giants sort of fan page just just to play around with it. I didn't intend it to do anything other than just just to mess around, um, learning how to use HTML code and how to get on get on the Internet. So but, you know, within a week or so, I started getting traffic. I started getting people from all over the United States who were Giants fans that were looking for information. Now, again, at this time, 
how were Giants fans getting information? If, if they were outside the New York, New Jersey area, if they were in New York, New Jersey, they were getting the New York Post, they were getting the, newspaper. the Daily News, they were getting the New York Times, all those newspapers. Um, so Star Ledger, I remember New Jersey. Exactly. Yeah. And I remember vividly at that time period, you know, after every game going down to the newsstand and picking up picking up the papers to read whatever you could. And there are also a number of Giants publications, some which kind of exist um, today, more on an online version. But there were all, or there were a few Giants publications, weeklies that came out. And the bad news back then is that you would get the weekly the day after the next game. So, so say the Giants and the Redskins were playing a game and the following week was the Eagles and the Giants, you would get the Redskins Giants coverage after the Eagles game. Uh, so, you know, after the, it would come in the mail a few days yeah, later than it should have. Football team, by the way, football team. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so um, it was that type. It was, you know, so people were craving information at this point. And what, what I noticed back then, I and mean, when I first started this, there were Giants fans all over the place that were just looking to for any kind of information on the team. So we, we didn't really have a forum back then when we first started. It was more just sort of sharing information. I had sort of a letters to the editor format, um, but it, it took off. And then I had a, a couple of other people that really knew the tech side of the business and they really helped me out. I really lucked out. They, 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 they said, hey, Eric, I'm a Giants fan. Let's let's get you a forum. Let's do this. And it just took off from there. And really what it is, is you've got Giants fans in and around, again, the New York, New Jersey, Connecticut area that you love the team. And they're a huge chunk of my audience still to this day. But you've got people all over the world. You've got, you know, military people in the Middle East. You've got people that that, that are expats living in Asia. You've got people living in Europe. You've got people all over, all over the United, uh, all over the United States. And um it, it 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 really took off, and really, what makes BBI? It's not so much me; it's it's the community of the people that come came together and made BBI what it is. Um, the only thing I will say is it's a different it's different now than it was in the first I would say decade or so because I think you know, when Twitter did come along and these other social media platforms there was a certain degree of toxification that, that occurred. I mean, you're on Twitter and I see the abuse that you and the other writers take. And I, I eventually had to get off Twitter. I think, you know, Twitter's just a cesspool at this point, but that kind of culture has sort of seeped in a little bit to other social media platforms, I think. And I, I think you do see that little bit of that on BBI. We've had to sort of restrict certain conversations that we haven't had to in the past, just because of the, because things have become so politicized and so toxic in, in the last decade or so. Um, and that's unfortunate, but I think that's, a, you know, someday somebody's going to do a, a, a study on the social damage that Twitter has done. Um, and I think, you know, that, there, there, that, that unfortunately there is a little, there is a change, there has been a change in, in tone, but the football side of things are great. And there are things on BBI that people do talk about that are non-football related things that are still great, but we just have to, be careful about what subject, you know, topics that come up now. Yeah, I mean, I, I have noticed, I'm not going to lie, that toxicity. Uh, my friends do enjoy sending me uh, certain comments that are made about me every once in a while that they they uh, they, they find very humorous. It, it, uh, but uh, <laughs> that's, yeah, that, that's a, that I don't a, get it. I don't, what's that? You, know, you guys do that. 
I, I don't get it. I, you know, I, sometimes I see these comments directed at people and sports writers and, and stuff. And again, I've, 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 you know, there's a difference between being critical of, I'll give an example, say you write an article and, that, and this isn't directly at you, but I'm using you as an example. Say sure. you write an article and, and there was something in the article that people disagree with. That's one thing, but to, to come out and then sort of attack the person. Um, and that, that's what I mean, that sort of Twitter mentality that sort of has sort of permeated other sites and other social platforms now. Um, you know, you don't need to attack a person because you don't agree with their views on something. Right. And I think that, that's that's been the change that I've seen on social media in the last decade or so. And that's, you know, because I write stuff. I, I said, I you know, we've had guest writers on the site for years. And I said, you're going to have to have a thick skin. If you're going to write something with an opinion, you're going to take, you're going to get criticism. And some people have been able to handle that and some people haven't. And to be honest with you, when I was younger, I didn't handle it as well as I do now. I still, I still, you know, I'll still get a little, you know, I'll get into it with someone if I disagree with them. But a, a lot of the times you just got to let it roll off your shoulder. And yeah, some, that's some a lot easier just, said than done. I mean, nobody. Yeah, it is. No, yeah. Nobody's able to look at these things and just completely ignore it and not let it bother you at all. I, I don't I don't believe that. Now, my, I will say my friends, though, love it. I mean, they love when some of these comments. I mean, they, <laughs> they, I mean, they really they think it's hilarious. They send it to me as jokes all the time. And they're like, hey, you know, they, they start stealing some of the insults and then people, you know, call you and stuff. <laughs> so uh, for just just for an idea. So tell us, yeah. you know. When did you when did the site kind of blow up and like what are the how many active users would you say or active members active I guess users is the right word uh, at this point on you know that essentially post on a semi regular basis or or read on a semi regular basis and can you can you distinguish that can you see the people the the, the lurkers the people that are just kind of there in the background. Well, you know, I'm the probably not the ideal. Believe it or not, I'm probably not the ideal person to ask that question. <laughs> our, our tech guy is because you know we do get the we do get the analytics stats, and you have the unique users and all that. What I found out over time is this: is that the amount of people that post is a small fraction of the lurkers. And then the reason right. why I know that is we've had a lot of get-togethers over the years where we'll have, you know, we'll announce on the site that there's a tailgate or there's a, we'll have an award ceremony or there's just something that we're getting, we're getting together for it. You know, there's a bar, you know, we'll get it together at a bar to watch a game together, that kind of thing. And it seems that the people that out, that, that lurk outnumber the people that post, I, I want to say four or five to one at these events. And these are just the people that have, you know, are gutsy wow. enough to sort of almost go kind of go on a like sort of like a blind date type thing where yeah, they're basically number. showing up someplace that they didn't, they didn't even know, you know? So it, it's interesting to me to see that. I think there are a lot of people that enjoy, you know what, and what the lurkers often say is that, ah, man, I love reading the comments and it, it's a wild West and, but I just don't want to get involved in it. You know, I don't want to, you know, I, I enjoy it, but I don't want to become a target or I just don't want to, or and a lot of people say things like, I don't know as much as you guys know. And I say the same thing. It's, it's not that we know more than you. It's, it's we're loud mouths and we sound like we know more. Um, and, 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 and then that gets a laugh. And I will say this too. The other thing that surprises me, there's a lot more women on there than you would think. You would think it was a predominantly male environment, 
But and it, it's and I always think that. But then I'm, I'm surprised when I meet people in person and I'm like, I didn't know you were a woman. <laughs> you know, they right. always laugh at that. So so there's a lot more women on there um, than 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 you would think. And there so um, right now it's a very slow period I, it, it, because it, the, I always say June and July are, is is the the deadest of the dead period. So right now, if you want to DBI, there's not a lot going on. It's, it's, it's absolutely, you know, there's a few posts here and there on football and somebody may, may be asking about, you know, um, I've got an issue with my lawn. Can you help me? That <laughs> type of thing. But right now, there's not much going on. But, but the best time is trading camp, um, the draft, free agency starts, and of course the football season itself. So going in late July, early August, things are really going to pick up. And, and answer your first question: When did it really take off? I think it really started taking off. Um, the site started in '95. I, I, I want to th- say that it really started exploding around '97, '98. I think that's when it really started. And that's around, around when I think we started the forum. Um, that's when it really started blowing up. Um, and then you've got just a constant influx of new people coming in. And you got some people that have said, all right, I've had it. I'm out of here. You know, that type of thing. So um, um, the numbers wise, it's in the th- th- tens of thousands. But, you know, how many I I, I can't give you an exact number because it's it's the way um, traffic is tracked now is there are many different ways, including unique users. And, and I'm not tech savvy enough to basically figure out a raw number on that. <laughs> But you can answer this, though, because you yeah. start out with one idea, right? And you have right. and and then all along the lines, like you said, you've had to alter, tweak, change. How yes. much how how has it changed? How much has your idea of what you were trying to accomplish here? Of, OK, let's just make it a place for for giant huh. fans to hang out and yeah. interact. And how do you how, how do you how do you view it now? Like, do, do you think the concept has changed much at all or? I mean, the, that's a great, even the format. That, yeah, that's a great question. You know, actually, format wise, it hasn't changed that much. It as really, as I know, it hasn't changed that much format wise. No, especially since you've been there. Now, if you if you were back in '95 and you looked at the site, you'd go, "Oh my God, this is amateur hour." I mean, it right, was. But that's it everything, looked, though. Looked, I mean, nobody. Well, yeah, well, yeah, it is. But it's funny to go back to the way back time machine and kind of look at things. It's kind of cringeworthy. I'll even look at it and go, "Oh my goodness." <laughs> Because because we're actually in the process of updating the site now again because it's still it looks dated now. Um, I, I always thought the content drove the site's interest more than the bells and whistles. I think people come to the site, and I you know and, and I think the the litmus test was this is is to how many people in the Giants organization have come up to me over the years and say we read the site daily, and they they don't do it because it looks good, or um, but they right. they want to read what the fans are saying. Um, what the reactions are after a win or a loss, that type of thing. You know, I've had security guards and people, you know, guarding the training camps, um, fence line and stuff up and t- to me and say, oh, I love the site, you know, that kind of thing. And then, you know, and, and you know, Pat, Pat will freely admit, he used to post on the site, Pat Hanlon um, and other Giants officials back in the day used to post on the site but before I think they realized there was more risk to that than than benefit. Um, <laughs> but, but the... Um, I don't think Pat cares about that, though, knowing Pat. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and he still sends, you know, I'll say this about the Giants organization. You know, if they if they see some, you know, a long time, it it gives you, you know, people always say the Giants are different. And I and I and I think they are. And this is one of the ways 
a lot of the Giants officials read the site. And if somebody who's on the site passes away, Pat will contact me and say, you know, we want to send flowers or we want to send something to the to the funeral of the person that died. Um, you, you know, that most organizations won't do things like that. So the, and they're not looking for publicity from this. They're not looking for attention um, and they don't really receive it. But, you know, they quietly reach out and they say, you know, we want to do something and they, they do things. And it's not just people passing away, but it's other things like that. They'll you know, they'll constantly reach out and do things. And if there's something that I need from somebody who's contacted me that, you know, it's a charity related thing or something along those lines where, you know, somebody kind of like a make a wish kind of thing type type deal, that kind of thing. You know, I'll contact them and they're fantastic about it. But but to answer your original question, um, how's it? Yeah. No, they are. They're awesome. I mean, they're really classy with with that. And and but to answer your original question about it really hasn't really changed all that much over the years. It's basically again, it's 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 um um information on the team and a place to share your thoughts about the team. And you can change that and 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 make it look different, but it's really the same thing. So after and it's the same thing in a way that that the beat writers do. You know, you cover, you know, when after a win, you cover the team, you know, cover what happened. Um before a game, you you talk about what the things that need to happen or for the team to win, that type of thing. You cover the draft, you cover free agency. So there's all that kind of news. Mm-hmm. But the bulk of the the bulk of the site is 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 the um is the forum and i've got readers who only read the forum and i've got readers that only read the front page which is basically the news and notes stuff and i've got some that read both um but it's interesting that some people say no i don't even go into the forum and then there are people that say i only bookmark the forum so it's that type of thing now how does my vision change when i started this i didn't do, mean it to do anything with this this was i fell into this almost ass backwards and then before I knew it was taking off, I didn't wasn't raising any revenue from the thing for for years. Um, and then it dawned on me, um, maybe this could be almost a second career for me. Um, and that took a number of years from, you know, brilliant Eric to figure that one out. And then <laughs> and then and that's how most mostly how it's changed is because when you become a business, you have to be a little bit more circumspect and, and and careful with things because of legal issues and, and things of that nature. So there, yeah. it was more of the wild West back in the early, the mid, the mid to late nineties on the internet in general. And as the internet's matured and as BBI is matured, it's a little, a lot less of the wild West than it was in the early days. So that's really how it's changed. You have the users though, right? You have the audience. Have you ever thought about sort of mainstreaming it? No, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I'll give you an example. Um, years ago, have people approached a, you? No. Well, yes and no. No. What does that mean? I had offers, um, but I wouldn't say they're very serious. I, you know, I, but I, I wouldn't go in that direction anyway. And I'll give you an example. Years ago, there was a. I guess we have to call them the football team now. The, 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 there was a football <laughs> team equivalent of BBI. Um, same type of setup. My understanding is they sold that site to the Redskins. They ran into the problem where that site, I think the Giants kind of ran into this a little bit too, not just with BBI, but with other sites is Giants had their own forum on, on Giants.com. Mm-hmm. And I think they kind of realized that they were, you know, more people were going to the other sites and there was too much policing needed in their, in their site. And they, they moved away from it. 
the Redskins with Dan Snyder, I, 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 my understanding is they basically bought out that site and turned it into and, and made it their. So they basically bought their customer base. They, they, they took, they realized they, they, I think they, the Redskins figured we can't beat them. So we're going to buy them out and then we're going to use, use them. So that, I think that's kind of what you're getting at. So it is done. It's out there. I have had offers from sites that have umbrella organizations that are, you know, they'll, they'll cover all 32 teams and they'll say, Eric, we want to bring you in to this umbrella and we'll pay you X amount of money. But when you do that, I I'd lose control. You know, I'd lose, you know, I'd basically be at that site. That point I'd be an administrator. Um, and I'm not in it financially, it'd probably be better for me, but it, it's a matter of, you know, at that point, I, I'm, I'm not, it's, it's not my baby at that point. So, right. um, I think that's what you're asking. So the, yes, there have been offers like that. Yes. You, uh, you mentioned there are team employees that, you know, have read it. I'm curious yes. because I, I, you see these players and like, you could tell like after a game and certain times, like they go in on Twitter and social media and they search their own name in a second. Right. Uh, and they're like liking tweets. Like there's no way in the world they follow these people, but they're obviously, they stay left to search their name. So right. have you come across players that have been looked at, been on the site, have looked on the site, have, have like been searching for themselves on the site over the oh, years? Oh God. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, and then and the minute they're draft, in the minute they're drafted too. I, one of the things that I think the really? Giants must do now is tell their new players basically to be careful. There must be sort of a, a you know this is do's and do's and don'ts now with the internet type thing. But back, oh, especially earlier, we would get people like I'll give you an example like Kevin Boss when he got drafted. You know he you know he came out of a very small. I can't remember even remember the school he, he played at, but he played at a small school. He's coming to the big city. And he, like you just said, he's probably searched and this came up. And, um, you know, I, sometimes they would contact me. Um, sometimes they would post. Western Oregon. Um, That's right. Yeah, there you go. And, and, you know, so a lot of these guys don't know anything about, know about, very little about the giants, but they don't know anything about New York. They don't know anything about New Jersey where they're going to be living and they're searching for any information. Um, they don't, they don't know who their competition is going to be. You know, I'm, I'm just drafted at tight end. Who else is on the giants at tight end that I got to worry about that type of thing. So they are searching for this information and um, they definitely, you know, um, not, not just um, um, the players, but, but the family members. I mean, the family the, the, and the family members are the ones that, you, as you understandably, they're the ones that get ticked off when they read the criticism about their about their children. Um, who's or, been the or, best? Know, about that? Who, who, who's really stuck out? Who's whose family members were were loud and boisterous? Well, you know, you know who used to post all the time that was very very vocal on the site was Kent Graham's sister. She was on the site. <laughs> All the time, but she was great. But she was she was great. Um, Greg Camella's dad was great. I mean, he was on the site a lot. But a lot of them don't want to, you know, they don't want to cause issues. Um, we gave Rich Soybert. Oh, uh, you, you totally understand that part of it. Oh yeah, yeah. And we gave Rich so we gave Rich Soybert uh, 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 a Giant of the Year trophy a number of years ago, and at, it was at um, he, he was retiring at the same time. And he said to me, um, I'm on the site all the time. And he says, but now maybe now I can post. Um, 
because now he, <laughs> he, he was retired. And he said his father was on the site all the time too. So, so they do read the site. Yeah, he's which, a great guy too. I think it's kind of cool to say, but it's, sometimes it's kind of cringeworthy because you you've seen it. If a player doesn't do well, again, this gets back to what we were saying. There's a difference between doing your job well and not doing your job. I mean, again, we're, we got to recognize this is the highest level of competition. And some people just are fantastic, fantastic at it. Some are okay at it. And some just, just aren't, just can't make it, but they're still at the top of their profession. And no one, none of us could right. even remotely even think about competing at that level. But there are threads and discussions about, this person's horrible. You know, what a, what a, you know, bleep and bleep, 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 you know, that type of thing. <laughs> and if you're, re- if you're reading that, like I'll, I'll give you an example. If I'm Evan Ingram, I don't read BBI because, because right now the Giants fans on BBI, even though Evan Ingram went to, went to the oh, yeah. Pro Bowl, they, they, they want this guy off the team yesterday. And if and I'm, Evan and Ingram I, has I, evolved into a player who is an absolute waste of life in the fan, uh, Yes. Like the, so, the fans mind at this point, which which we know isn't true. Like he's struggled. He struggled last year. We get it. But he's not a complete scrub. He's not a bad player. But well, and I think, just, you know, people are just so well, down on him at this point. It's uh, that he that's that's where they're at with him. Well, and I think his issues and then this is me being, again, a speculative fan here. I think his issues are mainly competence related at this point. And the last I place I would go, you know, the last place I would go to sort of instill confidence in myself as a, for, a fan forum. Um, it's a kind of the same thing with Twitter. I don't understand why many of these plant, these fan um, players have Twitter accounts. I, I know, you know, it, 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 it can enhance their value and stuff, but how much risk do they put themselves in? You know, you, you've seen it. We, we've seen it with, Gi- with Giants players like Janoris Jenkins. You can say things and put things out on Twitter and it costs you. So, and then you open yourself up to that venom. I, I you know, I would, if I was, I, I would take the Eli Manning approach. If you want a Twitter account, get it after you're done. You know, if you want to, if you want to get on social media, do it when you're retired. I, I wouldn't do it when I'm a player. I don't see the upside to it. You'll get some marketing types telling you they're what the upside is, but I think the, the risks outweigh the benefits to that. But that's I do me. like I, the I, Instagram part of it because that's everybody just telling them how great they are and you're amazing and kissing their ass. So right. That's the right. That's yeah, the that's other true. end. That's true. Which I think which I think can have a negative impact as well. At, in yes. that, if everybody's sitting there kissing your ass, I mean and telling you how good you are, then you start to believe it. So that that's social. Social media is not the real world. It's not no. the real world. That's gotten a lot of people into trouble from both sides. And that that's you're exactly right, Jordan. That it, it can be the work, the, the, the bad stuff, but it can be like you said, people blowing smoke up, you know, and, and you just don't want to run into that. Uh, so you guys and I've noticed this along the years, right? You've had some posters there. You call them asshats. <laughs> pretty good information on the site. Yeah. Uh, how do you, how do you handle that? Do you, do you worry that the potential of somebody outing somebody within the organization and take, take me through that and, and how, how you, and it's obviously a big part of your, of your message board as well. <laughs> it's, it's a gray area. So you've got people who now that, so your listeners understand, these are people that say they have inside information. And you've got people 
And the and the problem with this is is you can't verify if the person's telling the truth most of the time or not, except based on their track record. So if you've got somebody who comes on and has a pretty decent batting average, people tend to listen to them. Then you've got people who have a horrific batting average. <laughs> then you still have then you still have some people who listen to them, even though they don't have a batting average. Um, you try and, and limit the people that you know have a horrific batting average, or you just let them go. I've done both. When 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 somebody's gotten way out of control, look, I'll give you I'll give you an example. If somebody continually posts misinformation on the website, they're going to be gone. So if somebody comes on there, like one of the things that drives people nuts, some some people in in the universe don't have a sense of humor. So things like um, April Fool's Day doesn't work on the internet very well because <laughs> if somebody comes on and posts an April Fool's joke about the Giants, you have a third of the people think it's true. And then they get really angry when they find out it isn't. And I can kind of understand that. So one of the stupid little rules we have on the site is no April, no April fool's jokes. Cause it just causes too many, too many problems. Um, so if somebody comes on and they constantly are posting, you just go on the internet on April fools. That that's just a general yes. rule. That's <laughs> a general rule for, for the, you know, this world, you know, for the, the entire audience out there, anybody, anybody who's, Who's uh, trying to uh, stay sane? Don't don't look at anything on April Fools' these days, right? And 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 the, and the, and the sort of the, the insider thing varies dramatically. It could be somebody who who worked at the hospital the day that Plaxico was getting his physical from the Giants um, when he was a free agent, saying you know he's back in New York that type. So somebody who's actually there and seen something. To somebody who says they know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody. Right. And there are people on the site that um, really know what they're talking about because, um, first of all, they've made themselves known to me and or their track record. They have a decent track record. Then there are people that I'm just I, I'll still even kind of listen to them. But I'm like, you know, they're batting 50 50 and you, you, you don't really know. And then there are people that are just just way, way out there. Um, I will say this. This is one of those areas that I've had um, sports writers contact me, even even the, the great Mike Garofolo. He said, you know, he still follows BBI from time to time because he likes hearing the rumor stuff and trying to follow up with it and that type of thing. So, oh, for sure. so there are. So I think I think there's it, it's great stuff because people like rumors. They love they love to hear the hear this type of thing. But there is a group of people that can't stand it and they really? who so, so, well yeah there are that. what's the thought process behind that well i think they think that they're real you know i don't want to put words in their mouth but i'm going to try to hear <laughs> i think there are people who you're just giving don't your like opinion of why they of yes why. i i think there are people that don't like the concept of it that they're that they're putting the information out there and there's there's almost an envy sometimes there's envy that somebody would have this information and there are times that they just don't like, you know, sometimes this person's wrong. Sometimes there's, so I'll give you an example why there's tension. So somebody will post something that says, hey, this is what I'm hearing. I don't know if it's true, mm -hmm. but I know somebody who who has, who who knows you know, somebody and they've been pretty good in the past. And they're saying this, I can't vouch for this. Please consider this a rumor. And you'll, you'll get a decent number of comments and, and in response that are extremely hostile to that person. And we've had people that 
there was one guy that we actually whose handle used to be someone on the inside and he was somebody who was not who was not connected with the Giants organization directly and I know who this person is he was a good contact but he used to post all the time he stopped posting on the site because he he was tired of getting getting the criticism and I don't blame him so <laughs> so there is that there too Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Feeling like you need a marketing degree and an extra day in your week to successfully market your small business? Let Constant Contact do the heavy lifting for you. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has powerful tools that make it easy to grow your audience, engage your customers, and sell more to boost your business. Now, in just a few clicks, you can launch a marketing campaign that's tailored to your business and goals. That includes email, social, SMS, and more. So you can sell more, raise more, and fast-track your business growth. Plus, you can always count on Constant Contact's award-winning customer support for guidance along the way. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. I will, I will tell you, because uh, I will say this. There was a while there. You had a user. I don't know if he's still around. Hit Dog. Yeah, he's still around. He's okay, good. So, so Hit Dog obviously knew stuff and talked to people in the, in the same Circle, I guess, of some of the people I was talking to. Yeah. If so, Hit Dog calls something, people should pay attention. He knows what he's talking about. And I noticed at some point, and I was, I, I, you know, somebody put me onto something, so I'm reading it. And it was like the same thing that someone had told me recently, like, all, you know, some within the organization. And I, and I, I even went to them and I said, hey, have you, look at this. I mean, somebody's putting out there exactly what you basically just told me. I'm like, are you, are you speaking directly to this? You know, you know who this person is or speaking directly to them? And they were like, right. I, I really shouldn't, shouldn't have said that on my own podcast here. But yeah. And, and they were like, wow, I wonder who, you know, is giving this guy that information. I don't know if they were playing dumb to me or not, but it was stuff that like only this guy and probably a few other people knew. And Hit Dog was right. on top of it. And, and they were like, wow, this is on a message board. A giant, right. maybe they were just totally playing dumb, but I, I don't know. He, he was, he was definitely in the loop with some, some of the people that I was talking to as well. And, and it was interesting because then I would go and, and see some of the things that he posted. And it's a lot of it was stuff that never kind of made it out publicly. And I was like, man, yeah, 
Is that this, yeah. this guy? And a, he was pretty good. There's a couple of guys like him, and he's he's definitely one of them. The, the best one we ever had, and the biggest mystery to me to this day, is before the Eli Manning trade occurred, we had a guy that signed yeah. up. and I'm Talking 2004. Right. And he laid out the pre-trade details before it came out with there was one um difference that human yura he had was included in the offer but he had to trade down remember that of course he has said this a hundred times you know that was what they the chargers were demanding it's human like that was that was like but this was before anything was even I mean, people think, I mean, people weren't even talking about Giants trading for Eli at that point. There wasn't, you know, this wasn't stuff that was being out there in the press. This wasn't him like finding something. And then he, this was before he said Eli would get drafted by the, by the Chargers. He'd go up on stage, but he wouldn't put the hat on. Um, and then he said, he said they would get traded after that, but he laid out all, all these specific, this was before it happened. And, wow. and then after that all happened, he contacted me. He said, please delete my account. Um, the only thing I can <laughs> figure it was, it was one of the Mannings themselves or his agent or someone in the agency that, you know, that represents him, but they laid out Tom all the himself. I, doubt I don't know who it was, but what I thought was interesting is they said, all right, now you can delete my account. Um, and then to this day, I was like, what the hell was that? You know, you know, who, so who was what, that? What do you think the purpose of that is then? Like, did they want? I had that? no idea. I don't know. I don't know why they did that. I did don't they know. want to get Giants fans, you know, amped up for Eli to or like Giants fans pushing for Eli. So maybe that could get the deal over the hump. I don't know. I, I, to this day, I don't know what the purpose of that was. It was great. That I mean, would be my, that would be my initial thought. Like it was done by somebody on Eli's camp. Because they wanted to swell from Giants fans to push this over the top. Because at the time, they probably, like you said, Human Euro was in the deal. That was kind of the sticking point at one point. They couldn't if get you're, they couldn't get the deal like done, right? If you're right, and I've never thought of it in those terms, but you, you, that's an interesting theory. If you're right, that would suggest to me it, it might even been his father. Because I think his father really wanted him to play in New York. So if, if you're right... Maybe it was a family member who wanted to want to do it. Maybe it was Eli. <laughs> who knows what it was? Maybe it was his, his um, uh, older brother. Maybe that. Like, but I, I, don't, I don't know if I could see Archie like you know running around the internet and figuring out what what to do on the internet. He, you know, Eli himself was Mister uh, Anti-Social Media and stuff. I can't see Archie being someone who's extremely technically savvy and all. You know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I that's don't just know. the thing that's that, just that, the thing that stood out to me was was again was he, Cooper. He specifically described what Eli was going to do on stage at, at, when he was drafted by the Chargers. I mean, and it was and it was there. And we, I wish we still had that. We we we've changed the site a number of times to update it, and so a lot of the old forum threads are long. You know, the old forum threads are long gone. I wish that was one of the ones that I wish we'd kept. And somebody told me too, and I looked for this when Jim Fossil, um, quote unquote, quit. But you know, a few games before before he was going to be fired, he actually wrote us a note too, and I had forgotten about that. He wrote, you know, oh, wow. the fans at BBI know, and I wanted and said, they said, do you still have that? And I went back and tried to find it. I even went back to the way back time machine and, and stuff like that, and I just couldn't find it. So there's, it's too bad some of that stuff is is lost but it was yeah, out you there you should have preserved it for your own i wish we preserved it just 
Yeah. Well, we did it. That would be a cool thing to do to just have, you know, just to, just as like a, yeah, I know an artifact kind of. At the time you think it's always going to be there, but it does, it's not there. You know, you think, oh, it's in the archives. It'll be there. But then, then you realize, oh my God, it got erased. So yeah. That would be nice to have framed in your office, something like that, you know, (laughs) a letter from Jim Fossil thanking BBI. That would, that would be pretty cool. Come on. Right above your desk. I, I can't believe he's dead. I, I can't believe Jim Fossil. I mean, I mean, it shows you how fast time moves on, but I, I, I just can't believe that he's that man's passed away. I mean, he looked young for his age anyways. I just, you know, if you told me who would pass away first, Bill Parcells or, or Jim Fossil, I, you know, I it wouldn't have been a contest with me. So, um, you know, he, I think Jim Fossil, um, eventually did wear out his welcome in New York. Um, but I, I, I do think, happens. you know, it, I, I think he, you know, he helped turn that team around in a lot of ways during a very dark period. And that I ha- have a little bit of a fondness for him in this sense is that again, talking about the site, he was the head coach when, when the site started, it was Dan Reeves, but mm-hmm. Jim Fossil came in in 97 when the site really took off. And so I always kind of psychologically connect the two events occurring at the same time. So um, with Jim Fossil, 97, the Giants won the division. No one gave them a chance. And that was a very exciting year for BBI. I mean, everybody was, that was the first time that we were starting to have a get togethers in person. People were meeting, meeting up at the first time. Again, this, again, this is 1997 when the internet is just sort of, so this was like, I said this earlier, it was almost like big giant blind dates. So, so you would go home and you tell your girlfriend or your wife and say, I'm going to go to a bar on Sunday. And they'd say, why? Well, I'm going to meet some people I met on the internet. (laughs) And they'd they'd say, what? You know, you're not doing that. You know, these people are going to be psychos. You know, I'll never see you again. You know, this was, this was no territory. Now I think people today can't even conceive of how foreign this was back then, back in the nineties to say that you're going to meet somebody that you've never met face to face, that you've only known by typing on your keyboard um, you know, people weren't running around texting back then. They, you know, they were sitting in their office or sitting at home typing on their computers. They weren't texting and saying, I'm going to go meet somebody that I've never met before in a place and I may be home later. You know, that was a strange thing. So, but then you used to hitchhike too. You know I mean, could you imagine people hitchhiking? Yeah, yeah, they hitchhike I mean, too. think about the concept of hitchhiking. Yeah, imagine, imagine being day. like my your your one of your kids coming home and being like I hitchhiked home. You would lose your well. Money. That, that's well. It's funny that you bring that up. I mean, back in the, I mean, this shows you how old I am. But your parents used to kick you out of your house and and tell you to go play, and you'd be gone all day. And they don't. They you would nothing would happen to you, and no one would worry about you. But you'd be gone all day. Now everybody's like, where you know, where's little Billy? Where's you know, where's Sally? You know, it's just a different world. You know, you just sort of. So it so was B- so, BBI so, Giants forum slash online dating site. Got it. Yes. yes. <laughs> so, back in the nineties. Back in the nineties. Back in the nineties. So the funny thing was, so the first time there was a get together, we went to a bar in the DC area, and the guy that ran, the guy that set this up, was a bartender at this place, and he'd reserved a room down in in the basement. Again, Where here's the internet. They're, still, they're sending us in the. Uh, it was in Crystal City. I can turn it. It's Crystal City Sports Pub was the name of the place. I think it's still there. But it was it was it was in Arlington, and um, 
And uh, they, we walked into the, you know, people individually walk into the bar and say, where, I'm here for this thing. Where is it? They said, it's in the basement. So you're immediately thinking, oh my God, they're sending us <laughs> <Yeah>. to the <laughs> basement. You're going to get so killed we, in the basement of this bar. So you go, to, I went down there and it was a room of small round tables, probably about 20 to 25 small round tables. And at each table, there was one guy sitting by himself with a, you know, a pint of beer in front of him. No one was saying a word to each other. Um, there was, you know, television screens down there. <laughs> no, but it was very eerie. It was very awkward. It was very Sounds quiet. very you know? awkward to me, yeah. yeah. It was. It was. And finally, the guy that organized this, he was sitting there, he sort of leaned back in his chair, and he said, so does anyone read this Big Blue Interactive thing? And people started going, yeah, yeah, I do, I do, I do. I'm sort of sitting in the back just trying to gauge how this is going to go because I don't want to go – yeah, it's my website. Hey, look at me. Look right, at me. Right. So they're all like, <laughs> and, and at one point I said, yeah, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm Eric. And then, and then, and then they were like, you're Eric, you know? So and at that point, everything was fine. Everyone was normal. And then from, and for the rest of the 1997 season, this is why I was talking about fossil for the rest of the 1997 season, this group met at that place and the group got bigger and bigger and bigger. And this was a season when the giants were supposed to be dreadful. They were supposed to be awful. This was coming off. Dan Reeves getting fired, Jim Fossil coming in. Um, they were supposed to be a dead last team. They end up winning every game in the in the NFC. I think they tied one game in the NFC East, but they won every other game in the N- NFC East. Um, and then we were the, the the other funny moment from that season was the, the the state of that room during the Vikings playoff game when the Giants had that game wrapped up and they lost. I don't I, older Giants fans will remember this, but they Giants were up by like nine points with a couple minutes left, and they they Chris Calloway botched the onside kick and they lost like a bite. Vikings recovered. They kicked game, the right? field goal. They lost. I mean, you could hurt a pin drop. In that in that place, I mean that 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 was it went Which from euphoria. Two thousand when they smacked the Vikings was was a nice was a yes. bigger win. Like they just they just dismantled that it was forty one nothing. That was like a and no one saw that coming either. Yeah, like that was, oh no, that was a great Vikings yeah. team. I mean, you were those those yeah. Viking teams were really good at the time. You didn't. You, yeah, and, and John the, the Vikings putting up a zero was unheard of at that point. Like you didn't. There was and no John Madden said during that game. Yeah, and John Mann said during that game, if you told me what the score was going to be, I would have said that it would have been the Vikings 41 and the Giants nothing. You know, no one ever saw that coming. That was that's still one of my favorite games of all time. That's one of those games that every now and then I'll still pop in the DVD player and, and watch that game because it's just it's just fun. That's a fun game to watch. I think I mentioned this on the on the podcast before, but I was in, in college at the time and I had bet the over on that game and it was like 41 and a half. And the game sat at forty-one nothing. I think for like since like the from like the middle of the third quarter on and didn't score another. It did. And I had the and it I did. They over. I, I wanted to, I wanted to put my head through the wall. I do. I, that's that's one thing I remember at <laughs> the end of that game. I was like, how did nobody score for the last they, they, quarter and a half almost? You're right. They didn't. They, they, no one scored at least. In, no one scored in the fourth quarter. And I think you're right. I think it went into the third quarter. No one scored. So you were so close. <laughs> oh, man. No, I mean, the thing is, like, at halftime, you think you're cruising. I mean, there's. I, I don't remember. It was like there was already like 34 points at halftime, I think, or something like yeah, that. So like, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, and they scored. The, definitely they go scored over the Vikings will score a scrub touchdown at the worst, you know, like, but no, no. Or a field, you know, somebody would, you know, anything. In the way the Giants were scoring, you figured they're getting at least another field goal at some point, but no. 
Oh yeah. yeah they shut it down. They, they were doing all right. So <laughs> let's end with this, right? Where okay. is, where do you envision the site going now? Like thing, you know, things constantly change. You have to evolve. The site has to evolve as well. Where, where are you going? Where, where's it? Where's this, where's BBI going to be as we move forward here in the future? Oh, that's again. You're you're ask, asking fantastic questions, Jordan. You know it's. Well, I, I can't I like to say softballs. You got you got to answer tough questions. Yeah, I know. Oh, it's it's it, you know. I'd like to say I have a grand strategic plan, but I I, I really don't. I kind of at this point <laughs> are going year to year. I hate it to sound like feels like I'm, a passion project for you more than anything. It is and it isn't. I mean, I had much more passion in the in the beginning than I do now. Some of it, some of it is again. You when you do something for so long, it's a it's a grind. So I'll give you an example. Yeah, numbs you a little bit. I sure. get offers all the time that say, "Eric, come to tailgate, come to Giants games. Um, let's do this. Let's do that." It's a job now. So when people say come, you know, so I'm so I'm in the D.C. area. So when people say, you know, come come to MetLife and let's do a game. That's not practical for me at this point now, because if I do that, then I can't update the website. So so it's a passion, but it's also cost me the ability. I'll give you another example. One of my favorite things to do as a fan of all time was to sit back. And the, especially when the draft used to be the way it used to be when it was on Saturday and Sunday and it would start at noon and finish, you know, when it started at oh, seven man. o'clock at night on, on a Thursday night. But I would love to sit in and watch the draft all weekend and just enjoy it. But now I'm like, it's minute, the minute the picks are made, I've got to spend the next two hours updating that site for that, for that pick. And then the next pick, and then the free agents that are signed after the draft, nothing. So so it is a passion still, but it's a, it's very much a job. It, 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 it affects family life too, in the sense that I've got to plan things around football season. You guys do it too. I mean, you, yeah, I you see, you see it all the time when you guys are discussing things on Twitter or you guys are, are, are you know, you have to plan your life basically around football season and that oh, absolutely. in itself can sometimes take the joy out of just being a fan and sitting back and watching because it's, it's, when you're really numbs you, when, of course, I mean, I've seen, you know, yeah, I, well, I sit there and I'm like, I've oh, seen this game a thousand times, especially the past few years when they stink and you're like, all right, and it's just, it's the same, same game I've seen, same thing, you know, same problems or they're not getting any better. And it's just like, oh, yeah. Well, and it's like, I've wondered with you guys and I think maybe you, you guys get into the same, the same, we're kind of in a, in a way a little bit similar in this sense. So you've got to write a story after the game. So sometimes I wonder, should I start writing the story as the game is still going on? And then and I think nah, that the, the, the whole sort of tone of the article is going to change based on actually who wins this game and how it progresses and things yeah. like that. You've got a deadline. I've got a deadline. Your deadlines are much more stringent than my deadline. But I, but we there, there's you know, then you got to think about your family and getting back to things. So you're so you're, if you're watching a Giants game in the last 10 years, and they're getting smoked and it's 35 to nothing or, you know, 35, you know, 10 and you're in the third quarter. You're like, how much effort am I going to put into this with writing something that no one's going to want to read anyways? Because mm-hmm. people are like, I, I, I've stopped watching this game. You know, that's been part of the problem, too. And you say, where's this going? My passion, like any normal fan, is directly tied in with the team. The team has been very difficult to root for in the last 10 years, not just because the, the record's been bad, 
um, that's not been a very likable team. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I always equate, I always kind of laugh that likability will go hand in hand with winning. You know, when people win, they'll like you, and, and when you lose, they'll, they'll hate you. But there were very, there were teams in the Giants' past that didn't win a lot of games, but people liked them. Um, yeah, they were they were the, you know, the the team that you kind of rooted for, um, lovable loser kind of thing. But this wasn't a very likable team in the last ten years, and it seemed like they were just treading water. So. Yeah. As the team moves forward, there is a de- different feel about this team that we'll have to see because, again, the record really isn't that vastly different than it's been, but there is a sense that they're moving in the right direction. And, and so we'll see. So where's BBI going? It, it, it'll survive, it'll sur- continue and survive and do well, I think, as long as the Giants and the NFL do well. I think the, 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 um, the, the thing on the horizon that worries me, and this is a whole other subject we, we you don't even want to get into, <laughs> is I think the, the the politicization of the game is driving away a ton of fans. I get contacted almost daily now by people who think they're talking to the Giants, um, they, you know, because the Giants don't make their social media. It it isn't easy for someone out there to contact the giants by email. They don't make their emails available. There's no way for them to contact them. So they think they're contacting me or they contact me to try to get to the giants. And I get emails constantly now saying I'm done with the NFL. Um, And if I'm just, and that's just a fraction of what the giants may be getting and other teams in the NFL are getting, um, they should be kind of worried about this. And I would, if I was the NFL, I don't know who's who's guiding them at this point, but I would just stay out of politics completely. People want to be entertained. They want to get away from this stuff. They just want to turn on the TV or go to the game and just forget about the real world. Stay out of this crap um, and just focus on the game. And I think that's the potential red flag for You've taken for the politics NFL. out of the site? We've had to. And my wife's, my wife's, uh, I give credit to my wife on that. Back in 2014, 2015, it was getting bad. And she said, Eric, you gotta, you gotta stop this because it's, it's just getting out of hand. And, and I thought at the time, and so, cause and it, it, financially it hurt um, because so much of the, at the time, so much of the discussion was political or quasi political. And the problem is, you know, this was all, this was all pre-Trump, pre, you know, all this stuff. This was, it was ugly then. So I can't even imagine what it would have been um, had we continued right. the way it was. And, and the, way, the way I know she was right now is that if people even start something remotely current event related right now, it always turns political. I mean, we had something on the building collapse the other day and people started posting pl- political comments on it they just can't help themselves anymore right yeah you know say, when you get when you get in a thread where they you know they at you and like it's something political and then there's like gazillion comments you're like oh my god what is this right it's just and, that, and that's why i had to get off twitter because i tried to argue with some of these people and 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 you can't argue with them you just you, you the twitter's become this echo chamber where where and and they'll just throw the word racist or something at you at some point and it's just like and then you can't win that argument, you know, and they know it. You, when you start throwing things around like that, um, name the name calling at that point, you're, 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 you, it, you can't win an argument like that. You're not trying to win an argument at that point. It's, and that's why it's like one of the best decisions I made. And I know you guys can't do it, but one of the best decisions I made was like, I, I'm, I'm done with this. I, I, there's no, 
there was I an upside in Twitter very strategically almost as and my social media in general is sort of like a marketing tool. Like that's how I view it. And I, I probably post way less than you won't see me post, uh, you know, 10 quotes from the press conference and just keep, you know, like, like making like a running account of a press conference. Like, I really try to avoid that. So and you for do that, for that purposes that you're, you're, you're bringing up, like you gotta, you do, but, but some of your colleagues don't, some, some, of, some of your colleagues have posted some things where I've said, Oh, just stay away from that. And I'm like, Oh my yeah, gosh. You absolutely. Know, I don't, a lot of people do that. I, everyone teach their own, everyone has their own approach with their social media and, and, and their political uh, openness. There's not an upside Jordan. There's no, there's no upside to it. The, this is the biggest change. You asked me what the biggest change has occurred in the site. And I think this is true across the board on social media. Why did BBI take off? BBI took off because it brought a community of people together that were connected by one thing, the love of the New York Giants. How what's happened is as society has become more divisive, as there have been more wedge issues to tear people apart, you've seen strains at the that relationship. So when you bring in Again, the NFL, what brings fans together? It's the love of the football. It's a, you know, for one day, it's almost like a quasi, I hate to say this, not quasi-religious, not quasi but it's a, it's a ritual. It's, it, it's, it's a thing that when, when you grew up back in the day, Sundays were a special day because you hung out with your dad and your mom and your, and your brothers and stuff like that. And you watch games and you, and you know, on Thanksgiving day, you watch, you know, had Turkey, you watch the games, that kind of thing. And it was fun. And it was, it was something that brought people together. Stay out of the other stuff that tears people apart because then you're, then people are going to say, this isn't fun. This isn't fun. I'm not, I, I'm not enjoying this. So BBI has changed in this sense is you've got people come in because they want to be part of the community, but you've had people leave because they can't stand the divisiveness. So they want to get away from that. And I think that's true of other sites, other forums, other whatever you want to say. That's been the big change. And I think that's true of any entertainment field, be it, you know, Hollywood, um, uh, music, anything, just people want the, in their entertainment and they want to be entertained and then let, let's focus on that. So how where's BBI going? Time, how much more of your time uh, building off that is, is used towards, you know, policing and kicking people out now? It is used it to be, rare? believe it or not, it used to be, wor- it used to be worse than it was. Uh, um, it, the, the site actually polices itself very well. I have to, I have a great, they can take a lot of grief. I have a great group of moderators, okay, that do this for free and they get a lot of grief for it. And it's very difficult to be a moderator because it's not a black and white thing. It's, it's a gray area and you will get constantly. Well, why, you know, it's like dealing with children. Sometimes you get these emails, little Johnny's picking on me. I want you to ban him. And then you look at the thread and you see that 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 person was the one who started it. And you reply, well, you, you know, it's like a parent talking to their kids. You started, you started, you started that you, you brought this up in the first place. No, 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 no. So you have to, that, that where, so you're asking me, there's a lot, there still is a lot of that, but not as much as you think, but there used to be a ton of that, especially with the political, when the political stuff was going on, where you had to be the parent sort of moderating the conflict between two adults, sometimes in their fifties, forties and 50 year old men saying, He's picking on me. Tell him to stop. And then 
Um, you know, you, you take that baggage when you're, you deal with that for a few hours in a day and you, you have that baggage the rest of your day. You're, you, you feel like you, you, then you have to deal with your real children. It's like you're constantly you know, being a policeman. What I would say about this is the site places itself fairly well. And what I mean by that is if you come on BBI and say something really stupid, you're going to get hit for it. Now, we do have a terms of terms of service. That's things that say, you know, like I said earlier in the thing, don't don't attack the idea. Don't attack the person. So I'm going to kind of contradict myself a little bit here. But if you say something, something so incredibly stupid that um, it opens you up for for personal criticism, like, you know, how, you know, why would you say something so dumb? That, you know, people, get, there's a certain degree of intimidation with that. So so, you don't you do see some people that that will, you know, that will, for instance, if we got a troll that came on there from a Philadelphia Eagles troll that came on there trying to create cr- crap. We'd eventually get rid the monitors would eventually get rid of him anyways, but he's gonna get way more grief from the Giants fans on that site than than he's gonna dish out. It's that so when I say self-policing, that's what I mean. But then we have a great group of moderators that spend their time and and what I will say about this, if there, there, I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of people on BBA that are listening to this, is that please understand that job's a lot more difficult than you realize because. It's subjective. We don't see every single comment that's posted. So when you say, well, so-and-so said this in another thread, you know, nine times out of 10, we may not have seen that, that right. comment. So we have to react to what we see. It's a gut decision. If it turns political, it turns nasty, we have to make an instant decision there. And sometimes it's, 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 it's a difference between, do we want to go through an entire thread and delete every specific comment that's a problem? Or is it easier for us just to delete the thread? And a lot, a lot of times it's better just to delete the thread because to clean up the thread itself would take 30 minutes. And again, everyone here has jobs and has this home life and, and, and that. And we're not going to sit around going, is this common appropriate? Is that common appropriate? Is this common appropriate? That, that kind of thing. So. A thankless job, the moderator, for sure. For sure. It is. Let's, it let's it is. And they this. get a lot of grief. Let's right. finish with this. Ready? Uh, yep. Quick little game. Craziest poster on BBI was. Oh God! Oh my God! Pick one, pick one. I know you have a you have a, a lot of guys to pick from. We had a guy called Matt in Syracuse years ago that was just insane. He was insane. <laughs> um, I don't know if I can tell stories on this on the podcast without getting in trouble on this. Let's just say he would. He, if you say Matt in Syracuse to. Any veteran BBI or they know what I'm talking about right now. He was just he would make things like comments like Sean Bennett, which was an obscure running back the Giants had who was Mr. Preseason one year. He would he looked fantastic in preseason. He Sean Bennett was going to be in the next James um, Jim Brown, you know, things like that. <laughs> it was just insane. that guy was insane. And but he was he was crazy. That guy was crazy. <laughs> BBI's favorite player over the years has been. Oh, that's a toughie. You know, I would like to say Eli, but he was so, you know. I was thinking that, but he's been up and down. There's just such a. He's been up and down. I think people love, I think people love the man, but they still, I would probably say, I would probably say, and he's been romanticized a bit more than he probably should be. I see Michael Strahan. Right. And people, people forget a little bit that Michael Strahan went through sort of a pouty period during the fossil era. 
or after Fossil and, and right around Coughlin where he was, it wasn't just when he was retiring, but the, the, they were giants were sort of up and down, up and down. And he, he used to bitch and moan a lot to the media. So, but I would say that straight hand people, uh, you know, the, you, if you had to pick one guy, um, Jesse Armstead would probably fall in the same category. Those two were sort of sort of tied to the hip, but probably those guys. Yeah. Gr- great players. It obviously helps. So, uh, most yeah. hated, media, oh, yeah. most made hated media member from from BBI over the years has been. Oh, that's easy. It's the guy from the new uh, the Daily News. Um, um, I can't think of his name right now. Pat, Le- Pat Leonard. No, Pat Leonard. Ralph. Pat Leonard. Form, right. Yeah, not Ralph. I mean, you know, the problem with Pat Pat Leonard is the problem with Pat Leonard is I actually think he does this intentionally. It's almost like he's trying to piss off Giants fans. I, I made a comment <laughs> about this. Yeah. So if he isn't trying to piss off Giants fans, he should get an award of trying to piss off Giants fans. Um, <laughs> There's nobody in the past know. that even comes close to Pat Leonard. I don't think so. <laughs> um, you, know, I, I, you know, again, what I'll say is this is you, the, your profession has changed dramatically. I have this conversation with my wife all the time, talk, discussing the media, the, 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 you guys that cover the team and you guys have changed dramatically, even though some of the people haven't changed in the last decade, the way that te- th- this gets into the internet again, too. Um, so it's changed a lot. Um, but I would say, you know, when, so when you guys, right. So, so BBI is a big bitching and moaning forum. The, all you need to know is the traffic goes way up when the Giants lose more than when they win. So when so when the Giants lose, people like to vent and like to commiserate about a, a terrible loss. So so they'll come on during that. And New Yorkers, by their nature, like to complain. So and I'm, I'm I consider myself I'm upstate New York. But I consider myself a New Yorker, and um, and I so my, my wife calls me, my wife calls me the bitcher. That's all you need to know. So. <laughs> So you guys are going to get you guys are going to get um, criticism regardless, just because your audience loves to complain about things. But I don't think I've seen anybody get more um, heat thrown at them than Pat Leonard, I think, on a consistent basis over the years. Um, And um, I if Pat, if you're listening, he'll be I don't know you be on the podcast soon. So I will I'll bring this up to me. I, I, you know, some of it's probably well deserved, but. Well, I, well, even in the other day when when you guys were having the press conference with um, was was it Judge? I don't remember who it was. The general manager or, or it was, it was judge, judge. Judge. But he was he had his question was deliberately provocative. He was basically he was the one who brought up the question about why aren't you pursuing a quarterback to replace Daniel yep. Jones right now. And I, and I thought at the, when as soon as he said that, I said, "Oh my God, that's a dumb question." I mean, because what what do you think? What kind of answer do you think you're going to get by asking that question? Um, uh, that's the kind of question you ask when you want to write an article a certain way. And that's what he was—he was trying to create a narrative, I think, right there. And, th- and that's what drives people nuts. So I think sometimes the, there's a—I think sometimes people try to create drama when there isn't drama, and I think Pat's got a tendency to try to create drama at times. And I think that that's why he gets ripped. And, and like you said, early, very, very early, it's very difficult to be criticized and not let it get, get to you. And I think probably Pat has felt the heat over the years and he's gotten to the point where the animosity is probably getting returned at this point. That's my guess. I don't know that, but my guess is that's what's going on. 
You restrained yourself very nicely there. I was imp- I'm yeah. impressed. Most eloquent eloquent poster on BBI has been. I'm sure there's a lot of a bunch of people that come to your mind, but who who g- give me give me one oh, or two. Uh, that is a real topic because there's been so many that are on it. There are a lot of posters that are very. And don't get insulted that Eric doesn't mention you right now. He's taking the first. No, one. no, that's what I'm trying to head. do. I'm trying to be. There, there. Uh, what I'll say is this: is there have been a lot of posters, not a lot. That's why it makes them special. There's a select number of posters on BBI that everyone listens to because when they say something, so give it, me one, one. It, who comes to your mind right now? Boom, go. There's a guy that's been there from almost from the very beginning by the name of Phil in L.A. He's he's great. I mean, um, unfortunately, he passed away recently. Um, he when he spoke, people listened because, again, he didn't make things personal. He was he thought things through. He was just if you go on any forum and you come across as somebody very reasonable and they, you, you polite and you think things through you're going to, you're going to develop your own following in your own respect. So if you do that, people tend to look for your posts. One of the things I used to tell people that used to get irritated with certain posters is I would say, ignore them. Don't re- If you don't like reading something that somebody says, don't read their stuff, but they couldn't help themselves. But the contrary to that is there are people out there that they're, that they're so good. I'll give you another guy who's in, and you guys in the media are starting to cover him. Um, Matt and SGS, um, Shadow of Giant Stadium. He he runs a probably one of the best Twitter accounts out there for Giants fans. He does um, he tweets out old games, moments from old games. Oh, he's gotten so good at it. Yes, and he's gotten so good at it that the Giants are following him now. And some of your colleagues in the media have done stories on him now. Um, I think um, somebody at the Star Ledger just did a story. I don't know if it's been published yet. But um, but again, one of these guys that just doesn't say anything nasty. He he just when he posts, you he's got a great. He loves the team. He's got a great memory. Um, he, what he says resonates. So, and there's a there's a group of people on BBI that are like that. And 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 I don't want to continue to name names because I'm going to leave people out. But th- they know who they are, and their listeners know who they are. Right. There have been threads on BBI. Who are the people people listen to? That type of thing. So, your last one, your favorite part over the years of owning, running BBI is. Oh my God, these questions are great. Oh, my favorite part. You know, I I think the best part is 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 this is it did bring together a community of people that otherwise may not have met, and. Mm-hmm. Um, it has caused people to develop relationships and friendships in real life that would never have existed. So my biggest kick is like, for instance, when I, and some of this has moved way beyond me. So in the beginning, I, I participated in, in some of these physical get togethers, you know, people meeting. And I've kind of moved away from that as the years have gone on for a variety of reasons. But when I hear people are still meeting and going to training camp together and hanging out with each other, and they've developed these bonds with each other. And so that's kind of neat because you kind of think, sit back and say that wouldn't have happened unless, you know, I created what I created. Now, I don't give myself all the credit. Again, I, I fell ass backwards into this thing and I got a lot of help along the way. Oh, you deserve um, the credit. Stop it. No, no. I mean, because I mean, there's a lot of places where this would have been dead in the water. Um, 
So that 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 that's neat, you know. And then to have the Giants win two Super Bowls and go to a third during that time period, would and the team has been so up and down during that time period. It's been like a roller coaster. They've gone from just dreadful to just the top, the pinnacle. The, you know, if you told if you told people that Tom Coughlin was going to get fired a couple of years after um, the last Super Bowl, they would have laughed in your face. That's how up and down the Giants have been in recent years. But, but, the, but there's been a lot of. Um, I had a Detroit fan that I worked with, a woman that loves the Detroit Lions, tell me she goes, "You Giants fans are so goddamn spoiled." She said, <laughs> "We even got a whiff of 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 Super Bowl, and you guys complain all the time." And she used to, she used to say, "You have no idea what you're talking about." Poor Lions, but, underrated. How pathetic that franchise has been. Over the course of forever, I mean, I think I don't right. think people realize. I mean, think, that, but like, yes, if you're the, the the Lions are like the bottom of the barrel, like poor Lions fans. I always say that to people, like you, you know, the, yeah. And, and as a Giant fan, yeah, you're right. The three three yeah, balls, so, you know, in, in I mean, so, since so, the start so of the it's, site. To, it's been awful, but in a lot of ways, you know, it's funny, and I know you got to go, but what's funny is I a lot of Giants fans that post on BBI really believe this. They still think we're sort of paying off the devil for <laughs> those all Super Bowl. Or, or those two Super Bowl runs, you know, sort of a deal with the devil or, or you know, the, the promises that they made at that right, time. Right. They said, if you just, if you just, if you just have Tyreek, you know, catch that pass or whatever. And, you know, I promise if the Giants suck for the next 10 years, I'll be good. You know, there's a lot of Giants fans who say we're still sort of paying off our sins for those promises. So, but yeah, I would say, you know, from a They were amazing runs, though. I mean, think about it. Those, oh, they were. There would be nothing that's, like, that's the nothing beauty like of that. Of the whole thing is those, were, those runs were just so incredible. Well, yeah. And, you know, the other thing, too, is think about Eli Manning's career. I was trying to think of, I was thinking about this last night. No comparisons. It's, uh, it's, it's so it's, strange and unheard of. It's, 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 it's like so obscure. Like the, 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 like the accomplishments and everything he's done, put, put it all together. It's, it's unique, completely unique. Right. But if, you, but if you take away those two Super Bowl runs, which is a huge if, his career is a, he's a 500, 500 quarter. You know who I always say he is? If you take away who? those two Super Bowl runs, he's Carson Palmer. Yeah, well, that you could make that argument. I mean, he he really he and I all that. His, but you his, can't his, you I mean, can't take away this, the two Super Bowl runs. This is where you're going. This is where you get into arguments. I would strong. I mean, the, the first half of his career, he was on an ascending team. The Giants did a horrific job of surrounding him with players in the second half of his career. He was a losing quarterback in the second half of his career because the defense stunk and the and the, and the offensive talent around him stunk. And some of the same issues Daniel Jones is having now is the same issues that Eli had because they didn't have the offensive line and the surrounding town and that type of thing. But Eli's runs and, and Eli carried the, the 2011 team to, to that Super Bowl because that defense in 2011 until the playoffs and the running game was non-existent. 36. In the playoffs, they, but he carried that. He and Cruz and Keem Nix carried that. 2011 team, they willed that team into the playoffs mm-hmm. and they carried it the rest of the way. But, but I would say Eli had an MVP season in 2011 just because he carried that team. Probably his best. So I shouldn't say, I should say, I shouldn't say just those two playoff runs. But if you take away those playoff runs, 
No, but you got, you can, like you said, you can't take away those playoff runs. And because of that, it, it, you would, if you could go back in time and say, would you make that trade again? Everyone would say, I would always make that trade because you get two Super Bowls out of it. If you get two Super Bowl MVPs out of it, anybody makes that trade and that defines his career. So we're going to wrap it on that. We'll get into, we'll get it. Cause that, that'll be the fascinating debate moving forward, right? The Eli Hall yeah. fame debate will be absolutely fascinating when, when the time. Oh God, I can't even imagine. What BBI, like, go to yeah. BBI, everybody. You'll enjoy that. They'll, they're going to talk about it plenty over the next few years. It'll, it'll become a topic nationally and uh, BBI will have, have fun with it. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. But Eric, I appreciate the time. I do enjoy your site. You do, you, you, you have, you run a very, uh, informative uh, entertaining site for sure i i granted i'm probably there less now than i have been in past years uh like you said it's hard it's hard to to take the heat sometimes so mm-hmm. i i try to avoid it most of the time but uh I, you do you, you run a great site and i appreciate you c- coming on and talking about it all right thank you it was fun thank you you got it. So we're going to wrap it there. That's going to be this episode. This is a, a another part of our summer series here that we're running. Uh, next week, 4th of July week, I'll probably just do uh, a Giants After Dark and answer your questions and run it as long as uh, my producer Scopin is around to help produce it. So, And as always, tell your friends, like, subscribe, reach out to me, email, Facebook, uh, Instagram. You know, how, you know how to reach me. Send me ideas for future podcasts. I'm your host, Jordan Ronan, ESPN, ESPN ESPN.com, Giants reporter. See you next time.